Hey, this is Ross Bain with Roleblame Public Radio, and I'm here with Greg Predmore, the author of a new uh, RPG on Kickstarter right now called Goblin. Uh, it's about goblins in a post-apocalyptic uh, environment. They're fantasy goblins, but on a post-apocalyptic Earth. So, you know, good things are going to happen uh, in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of promise, a lot of potential. Uh, Greg is also a member of the Drunk and Ugly podcast, one of our fellow friend RPG podcasts. Uh, so Greg, tell us a little, first a uh, little bit about yourself and then we can get into the game. Well, let's see. Yeah, I've basically been voted into the Drug and Ugly about a week ago. So I am, uh, I've been like a fan. I've, I've been dumping on their uh, fan uh, content kind of stuff for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've been uh, in the subgroup, the Wrong Clocks, for about five-ish mm-hmm. years, I want to say, and because we all had different time zones. Is this your uh, uh, first game that you've written? Uh, officially, yeah. This is the only actual, like, properly published thing I've done so far. Okay, cool. A lot of, like, weird pet projects and, like, shitty th- two-page RPG systems kind of thing. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, this is the first real thing. Well, you got to get started somewhere. Um, For sure. So uh, tell us a little bit about, like, how you came up with the idea and how Goblins came to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It's def- it uh, it kind of spawned from three kind of thoughts kind of crossing the same exact time. Um Mainly, there was a book I read back in high school that was uh, Grunts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this novel about orcs and fantasy world, and then they found a a time-traveling dragon's cave that had died, and he had mortars and tanks and stuff, and they just became a world superpowered by, like, hey, what does this do, logic? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... Uh, the, I think the main thing that crossed that crossed those together was um, that Drunk and the Ugly did a game once that was uh, part of the road trip, like side content stuff that just mm-hmm. kind of made up. Um, one had butts the battle frog for his monster, who was a farting frog that like punched people and made puns. But uh, they found his <laughs> tribe in a swamp that was uh, there's some real gold in that game. Like I I listened to that a few times over, but um, in particular that one they had a dumb flashback scene that was actively like let's fucking kill a half hour kind of thing where they go to the, their little teepee and they're like, they pass a peace pipe and he tells them the clearly fake history of frogs <laughs> where, where he's like, okay, you're all, you're all having a spirit quest. You're all cavemen frogs roll for a weapon. You have a machine gun, you have a tank and like, uh, and they all died in five minutes because a volcano went off and he's like, okay, now you're medieval frogs roll again. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you're a ninja and you're a cowboy. And like that, <laughs> That degree of like everyone stopped giving a shit really quickly, like whatever, I'm dead, fine, and like that level of just like I don't care, let's be stupid was just like the real tone I got for Goblin because mm-hmm. they're they're goblins, they are horrible, they're stupid, they're, they're going to die embarrassingly in some way and not of old age, and uh, and they're also pretty hard to kill in the game because they are they have a healing factor, but they don't know about it, so they still get paper cut and they run away screaming and. It's uh, stupid. It's going to kill. Right, right, right. Um, no, I like the idea uh, of uh, these sort of mixing anachronisms or, you know, conflicting tropes. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, it's definitely kind of more of an old school thing because, I mean, back in the 70s and 80s, you'd have like a lot of fantasy RPGs that would throw in laser guns and uh, robots and weird elements, sci-fi elements like that. And then it, it they, they gradually got more drifted further apart to where there was fantasy and then there was sci-fi and RPGs and never shall between yeah. me. And, but it, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things you can do by mixing, uh, the two. 
And uh, certainly, yeah, the idea of these, yeah, sort of, um, I mean, it's not Deadpool humor per se, but that sort of, you know, ultra-violent slapstick uh, is also fertile ground, for, especially for an RPG, which is, you know, meant to be fun and enjoyable for players, so. uh, Yeah, and uh, on that kind of tone, the main mechanic, uh, one of the the core mechanic of fear of you're going to panic, that's how you die, you know, because of damage so much but uh that was definitely a little fears factor because i i played a little bit of that i heard i heard some of it played and i was like that's a cool mechanic mm-hmm. but i don't want a game about stabbing children <laughs> yeah. All so right, yeah, yeah what if we were what if we were the crappy bottom of the barrel creatures that no one liked or cared about so that's uh, just what they do <laughs> <laughs> all right um so in, in in terms of the backstory for this is um, David sort of when he he ran a game of this for RPPR um, mm-hmm. described it as basically all the fantasy creatures got sick of the goblins and sent them to Earth uh, in in the uh, post apocalyptic era is that about right? Yes, they they were just they they were so shitty that no one liked them. Good and evil got <laughs> together and were like, look, we cannot stand them. They're like their corpses are toxic. They go to places like massively breed like roaches, pollute everything, eat everything, and then move on and just get make it worse. The liches are like, look, I can't use them in an army anymore. I get a, I enslave them. I get a thousand of them together. One of them dies, and they all panic and run away. Or I put in the guard this ancient gem. They get bored and eat it and walk away. <laughs> all right. So you know, like, um, it takes five of them to take on a human being kind of thing. So it's just yeah, not yeah. worth the effort. So they were like, let's just get rid of them forever and just throw them in another dimension, another time where no one will ever see them again. And they think it's a reward in a lot of ways. Right, right, right. Um, They're like, is- oh, we were so goblin, we succeeded. <laughs> Welcome uh- to the goblin house. <laughs> Uh, is there any kind of backstory established for Earth, or is it like sort of open ended about like what kind of apocalypse it is, and or what kind like what 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 happened to Earth? Like why is it so messed up by the time the goblins get there? I leave like wiggle room with it. I don't pin down a whole lot, but my go to is like World War Four happened and everyone flipped the fuck out, and they, that's why there's hyper technology everywhere and why like solar powered cars because everyone's like in a in a cold war basically to like. Let's make the creative shit we can just to like hope something works, and that's why there's robot dragons, and there's like bioweapons and zombies everywhere, and okay, they 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 had just a prep time to get real paranoid, and then just like knew the crap out of each other, and so those things got loose, and the goblins are dealing with the literal fallout of it all. Right, right. Um, so when David uh, uh, ran the game, he also had us create characters, and there's a, it's an interesting character re- creation system because he. Uh, uh, you roll a pool of d6s, 13d6s, and then, um, it, you know, if you roll three ones, that represents, like, your brain stat or one of your stats, or if you, like, uh, every number, there's six attributes, and so the number of dice you roll of a specific number equals that attribute. So if you roll, you know, zero fives, you have a zero in the in the fifth at- attribute, jerk or whatever. Yep. Um, that, that I, I have not seen that before. That's an interesting mode. Is that original, or you, did you base that on some other game? I feel like it was from something, but it's probably just a, a uh, modification of the old school D and D. You know, roll this made dice. That's your stats. Period. Like yeah. you can't. You're going to be broken compared to somebody else. And uh, that's one of the options, mind you. Uh, I have like you can just pick them all out. You can uh, mm-hmm. roll at random. You can. Uh, a class and just kind of get a generic like here's what you are okay 
Uh, because yeah, you you do also have the sort of the old school thing of like here are the the these classes, but you need these sort of levels of attributes in order to qualify for those classes. Um, so we had a lot of uh, um, an in- interesting distribution of uh, classes. But I'm looking through, and you can also be you don't have to be a class; you can just be a goblin without any. Uh, yeah, and you pick one little feat essentially your perk. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the classes. Uh, my character was a mm-hmm. pseudomancer. Uh, well, that's what he called them. I see here it's a uh, shooter. Uh, originally it was shooter. I, Matt yeah. suggested pseudomancer, and we swapped it out for okay so implications is, of the word shooter. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, we, we, yeah, I, I guess this, the 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 PDF you sent me is sort of a work in progress. It's not yeah, yeah, completely made. done. Uh, our backer's going to get that uh, uh, once the Kickstarter concludes the the beta PDF or. I think that's what one of the reward tiers includes, like both the actual book and the the actual PDF and the alpha. Here's what we here's what you missed, kind of thing. Okay. Um, so tell us a little about some of the other classes because there's there's uh, quite a few. I like the the shooter because he's the only his special ability is that he actually knows how to reload guns. Uh, mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I uh, I named my character Gobwick, and uh, he was very <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he was very grim, dark, and very uh, serious for a goblin because you know he was. <clears throat> Trying to get through some sort of uh, uh, non-described generic a- angst and or revenge, <laughs> uh, and his, oh, I his love it. he had quick armor on that was uh, just be- buckles and straps and remnants of tactical <laughs> holsters. Uh, so I think I mean to be fair, I think everybody in the RPPR group got pretty into character with Goblin uh, pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, what what are some of your favorite classes that you've come up with? Uh, let's see. Well, first of all, real quick, just getting in character and. Describing your character is definitely an appeal that I'm seeing in every single game that happens. People get very... I, when I say, like, you have light armor, you have heavy armor, tell me what that is. Mm-hmm. Everyone plays dress-up, basically. <laughs> They're like, well, I have a total seat around my neck, and I've got a, I, well, a shirt made of belts, and my boots are actually, like, gloves upside down, and stuff like that. And that that's just really where everyone gets right in. They're like, okay, I'm sold. But um, <laughs> let's see, classes. Um, yeah, there's 13 overall, because 13 is just a random random thematic number i use in the mm-hmm. book because goblins but um uh let's see yeah there's a shooter man so there's a, uh the brute is very popular i find um i understand tom played that from mm-hmm. uh yep. david who are they are the thugs they are they uh have bonuses for being told what to do <laughs> it was a it was originally they could not turn down an order as a penalty but then uh i got a lot of good feedback from team from players who were like well don't give anything that that punish that makes them unable to do something but punishes them or rewards them for following it like uh, reward role playing instead of force it. So yeah, uh, and people always think they delight in the if he swings too hard, he gets a critical roll. He destroys his weapon and like spray of shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, <'Cause> no, no <laughs> one. Yeah, uh, Tom certainly likes playing the heavy in games. So yeah, anything that lets him be the big strong guy. Uh, so yeah, no, that that was pretty fun. Yeah, the uh, on that point also, uh, I understand that Aaron played the healer, which surprised me. He didn't go for the tinkerer. Uh, he, it was a, it was a toss up between the two, I think, for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Aaron was like, "No, the party needs a healer because you know he's thinking more D and D tropes." Uh, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. which yeah, which that was kind of the thing too. Was the goblin at its core was kind of let's take old school D and D but make it stupid. Mm-hmm. So like everything worse. So that's like the D twenty is now a D twelve because goblins are worse than humans in every way and they're kind of funny looking. So and no one likes a D twelve. No one uses it. So let's get that in there. Uh, and then the other healer is 
a proto-cleric, as it were, because goblins don't understand medicine, they don't know how to heal themselves, but they don't realize that they can heal. The healer does, and he's depressed about it. <laughs> he's like, oh no, what have I done all my life? Like, We've been tying our arms back on with, with like glue and spit and not realizing they just grow back on their own, and so he lies to everyone. He's like, no, it's cool, I know magic. Ooga booga, you're better. Drink, drink this blue-colored water. It's a potion. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, I like that. I like that. Um, the uh, favorite, uh, Sean played a shaman, uh, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, uh, which is also a magical class. So, like the goblins do have access to some literal magic, like uh, supernatural kind of magic. <clears throat> is yeah, bare bones actual magic. Yeah, like yeah. they can push things, they can move things, they can summon things. They can't like do anything complicated like a level two wizard would do. Hmm. They can't uh, teleport. They can't you know mind control anybody. Uh, Sean did uh, try and set things on fire a lot. I remember that. So. <clears throat> yeah, uh, going through games fine. Let's see here. Uh, Dan played a karate expert. Uh, mm-hmm. He was basing his character from the video game Dive Kick. So he's ah, Uncle Sensei who had uh, boots <laughs> on his hands. Uh, there you go. And so that I like the karate expert one. Is just being like, I'm a martial artist. That, that's sort of an interesting uh, uh, trope. Um <laughs> in the spirit of the healer he thinks he is and just that gets over the cowardly confidence barrier that goblins have so that makes him like twice as powerful by believing in himself basically nice uh, but then if he actually an actual wound he's terrified because he realizes like oh no i don't i'm not immortal <laughs> like um let's see here who else um there no one took the chief or the the head rock one the boss yeah, yeah the, the boss. head rock, yeah um the pup was also a favorite uh doesn't get played a lot but everyone who does seems to like him a lot um the child goblin that is just like they don't know what to do with him and he's not jaded or stupid as, as stupid as everybody else yet uh, uh so he, okay he has shittier stats than everybody else i think he loses three points but he ha- he can uh three times a day just spend a d8 and add it to his role because oh, wow. he believes in himself he's confident he's like no it's okay i can do it and like pushes his way in front and like takes a lock or Shoots a guy or whatever. <laughs> um, He's got fake oh, points, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. So, um, no, we didn't really use the cowardice rules that much. Uh, David didn't have us make uh, mm-hmm. too many checks. Uh, how does that work in the game usually? Like you saying, like uh, if, if they take one wound, they they have to run away, or that the uh, it's it, it's levels of it. Um, there's things that are scary, just you know, like giant monsters have a level of terror that or if you just see something blow up right in front of you you have to roll to not panic and run away uh, if you take a wound you get a small penalty but you also have to roll to not run away that gets worse for all your wounds um basically the main way i imagined it was that's the main way you die is you panic and run in the blind blindly into the apocalypse where there's landmines and bears and mutants and zombies and if no one like yells you like wait wait fucking stop or hold you down until you stop panicking you just the gm has all rights to kill you like you you do something stupid like which i also tweet originally was like you will die you run away and you die but i tweaked it a little bit to be like tell the gm like if they want to do something stupid like trigger their grenade in front of them and like kill the monster in a hurry that that's fine too just they gotta do something stupid they gotta do something bad so this is kind of a game where like players can like uh not quite dungeon crawl classic uh funnel adventures where you're you're you know throwing dozens of characters in but it's not i mean it doesn't take very long to just roll up a new character i so i assume <clears throat> having new goblins show up in the middle of the adventure sort of in in character 
yeah, even when like they didn't die or anything, that would happen in some of the longer games I ran, where just someone was like, I feel like trying out this class, or mm-hmm. I think my character had a change of heart or something like that, and now he's a shooter answer or whatever. Okay, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely a level of disposability that's... Also, they are everywhere, the cockroaches, genetically and mentally. So they, there was a couple of games where they, they opened a trunk and they found a goblin and like when a player should up late or something like that. <laughs> I like that. He's just there, yeah. Uh, so yeah, what kind of thing, what kind of adventures do goblins have um, in in this RPG? Like what, what are the kind of things that characters usually wind up doing? Uh, the generic thing is like, we don't know what that is, go check out what it is. Like that's, goblins are all kind of, we'll just kind of like laze around and explore things if left themselves, but uh the generic idea, the chief calls you and the chief says, go get food, or mm-hmm. uh, I, there's something shiny over there, giving me, and okay. there's there's been several cases I've seen where there's about a half and half chance where by the end of things, the goblins get fed up and become the new chief, but they still have to do those problems anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, I like that. Um, are there, have you played any, uh, in terms of like uh, longer games, have there been, have you done any campaigns of this, or is, it, is this more of like a one-shot kind of game? It can it leans towards one shot, but um, in the playtest at Gen Con, uh, I, my friend Travis was on there, and he was he was he was kind of being like a voice in the background kind of thing as an NPC. But he's like, everyone was like getting into character, getting arguments with each other, stuff like that. And he's like, this is why this game cannot be a one shot. Like you, everyone just does their own thing and starts fighting each other, does something stupid like this, and eats up half an hour right there. But uh, yeah, like long term, I've had one very recently. I'm trying to close up of a. Uh, they have to go. They have to move out of their village, and then a storm separates them. And like those players, and like five goblins that have to build a village and like an old, old mine they found. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, there's houses and there's shelters here. Whatever. Holy crap! It's full of shiny things. <laughs> we are staying here forever. And then like yeah, raiders come by. And they try to recruit people to join the village, and they have to go get food to feed everybody. And uh, let's see. Yeah, the, the Kings of the Rings game that you guys played as a. Hobbit kind of parody of like one of them yeah, realizes yeah, yeah. like oh no there's a power plant sweet yeah. Jesus put it out like uh, no uh, yeah 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 I like that is that um so that was the adventure that David played in as well at uh, Gen Con yep that was the that's the default with the book uh, story oh, okay so that's okay that's the starter adventure okay so when you listen to our actual play you can you can get a sense of what <laughs> what you can run straight out of the book um yep and I have a list of the I had a full I gave out to playtesters that had like five sample adventures or so that I wrote up, and uh, the book itself has like fifty or a hundred. I forget which. I want to say fifty of this of like one sentence ideas mm-hmm. uh, of just like uh, you know you you find you know like the chief pulls you aside and tells you that there that that Gugu is not actually a human. It's not actually a goblin. He's a short, ugly human. Go give him back to his kind, uh, Ice Age style. <laughs> uh, so uh how, how much playtesting have uh, you done for this game or like how long has it been in development let's see uh yeah something like two years i kind of like ran it for uh like six months to a year and then uh like the kind of went to matt where i was like i think it's actually done i think this is a real thing and uh that went through a few artists and editors and stuff like that and then while well, i was kind of placing it more on the side and yeah, now it's gone live probably at least a year and a half, maybe two. Oh wow, that a uh, pretty pretty good development cycle. Um, what has it been yeah, like w- uh, going through the whole uh, uh, RPG production cycle for the first time? Uh, like 
ending for real is kind of a new thing to me. Like something I'm actually putting out of being like, okay, actually read this again, which fortunately I'm very forgetful and I love my own work. There's like a, like an asshole. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm just like, Oh, I forgot I wrote this. That's hilarious. <laughs> Good that's, job, me. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. No, that's a that's nice it's to have. Be, yeah, yeah, it's uh, ideal. I swear. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, makes you good. Uh, yeah, I really love the cover art for it. Uh, oh, that was gorgeous. I like that. Was my favorite thing about the whole thing is uh, I, I yeah, you have the, you have the PDF. You seen the whole thing, but um, I, the I said like okay, there's a goblin with an axe and one's getting pulled off and. Uh, my favorite thing with all artists whenever I've hired anybody for anything like that is like I leave a little wiggle room mm-hmm. or they put in something themselves and I love that. And uh, I think originally the goblin getting his pants pulled off was getting bitten on the leg in my description, but I'm like, no, that's better. Yeah. And, uh, and the one under the car hiding under the tires was never mentioned anywhere. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Like, he's oh, underneath your all right, bonus. Yeah, he's like, oh, just may or may not be in the party. <laughs> like, don't know what he's doing there, but... He's telling a story all on his own. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you can also see some of the threats that you see in there. I see like a robot and uh, some zombies or skeletons or and some sort mm-hmm. of mutant dog. Um, what are the other kind of threats that they uh, meet in the uh, wastes, I guess? Yeah, there's all kind of skeletal things. Um, originally had like 30-ish creatures and that like devoured our word count. So Matt's kind of like, Let's take this to the whole magic item section and put that into a different book, maybe, and give them options. But uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Yeah, yeah, you guys ran into uh, the Mountain King, which is you know a, a yeti essentially that will just destroy anything on this mountain. Uh, yeah, there's robots. There's like bio zombie things. Mutated uh, mm-hmm. animals are very common. So like a, like six legged bears, uh, boars. I evolved like rock skin. Uh, and there are there's also most because mag goblins are here now. There's things leaking in of like uh, oh other fantasy creatures. Uh, somewhat. That's an option. I have like one of the uh, options of the game of being like uh, a party of adventurers come over to finish the job and survive it. And and there's a clan of goblins that are trying to go back. <laughs> and which is bad news. Nobody wants that. So they're like no. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's um, the Pals of Evil is a faction out there, which is they're loyalists, the old country, but won't go back. So they're just trying to be evil, but they're being bad at it. So they're essentially bullies instead. They just kind of start. They start fires and knock things over. Oh, and there's um, the Red Caps, which is a faction of goblins that are too violent and too stupid to even be in society. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're your berserkers, basically. They they just they just kill 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 kill, and like they're, they're just smart enough to live with each other enough to kill more. Um, and there's a bunch of them stat in the book that, um, which led to a funny incident in the first game where I explained that the only way they don't kill each other is they all wear red bandanas. They mark themselves. And uh, it is a not uncommon tradition for travelers to be like, okay, there's red cap territory. Just put on a red hat and they won't notice you. And they don't. But then like random snipers from other villages and such will just be like, oh, red cap. <laughs> uh uh i know that that uh uh it sounds like you have a lot of options for uh antagonists in this and of course obviously this is the sort of game where you could throw in pretty much anything with pretty easy justification yeah. even if it's something you know wildly out of character it could be well i mean i i, I don't know what would it be wildly out of character because it could always show up through a portal or something like that <clears throat> uh, 
So um, you also did you yeah. did do a lot of world building, though. I think I really do like the descriptions of the little areas you have. Um, mm-hmm. David told us about, and I just found it here: the Tower of Song, uh, which I yeah, really that's like. a popular one. Um, do you want to tell the listeners about that? Sure. Yeah, um, that's a like the last working radio station in reality and uh, or in this universe. That was like an old like war uh, alert tower kind of thing. I think that's called emergency broadcast system. But uh, a one goblin wandered in and found it, and he found out there's music in there. He that you play music on it. And he's like, holy shit! And he runs off. Uh, Free Guff, he's called, and uh, or he's Guff. He took on his radio persona of Free Guff, and then he runs away and he uh, gets all the CDs and records he can. And he plays them, and he leaves the microphone on, but he doesn't know how to broadcast. So it's just there's one radio station in the world. If you, everyone goblin goes in the car, turns that on, and listens to Guff acapelling like guitar solos and. <laughs> you're getting like a quarter of a song as he's like nah, 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 nah. like the whole time and they're like it's the only thing we've got so okay um, I do have a I do have a test quest uh, as I call them for the playtesters that's where he he realizes he can play music mm-hmm. and he puts out a call like holy shit I'm on the air if anybody can make music get over here and goblins basically invent the concept of music and bands and they go on tour to go there to be their Get the debut. Oh, that could be a whole campaign. Yeah, Goblin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Goblins on tour and Goblin Battle of the Bands, literally, uh, in some yes, cases. Yes, yes, because the, the, the finale of it basically is you find a band that's a copycat of you that got there first. <laughs> <laughs> and is right in front of you in line, so you have various options to sabotage or just fist fight them. And... Like yeah, that. you're doing shows in various places of various quality. And, like, <laughs> you get to the minefield to get to the paranoid ones, give them a concert, and... Oh wow, uh, that could be really fun. Uh, I really, exactly. really like that. Uh, any other campaign modes or anything like that that you've sort of uh, uh, outlined in the in the game? Uh, let's see. I pull my folder real quick and see. I mean, the Spirit of Goblin Day is a very very short one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chief tells you like it's Goblin Day. Here's a book of some stuff I wrote down. Work it out and fall asleep. <laughs> oh, so basically, how to put on and a holiday? The best part was I tested it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get food, you have to get tell everybody, you have to go uh, perform, like, the Spirit of Goblin Day. But he, he didn't tell you what that is, and the best part was the one time I ran it, none of them were smart enough to read. <laughs> so they just, like, they, like, burned the book and were like, we're just going to do, like, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, basically, and two goblins. Nice, nice. I like that. Um, so, yeah, no, this is... Uh, a great uh, sugar rush? Yeah. Um, uh, a, uh, a candy factory blows up, and... Yeah. Goblins all travel around to mine it out of the rocks it's been embedded in and trade the candy back to the settlement that's there now, and you deal with claim jumpers and bees. <laughs> um, so aside from the goblins and the, the various monsters, are there any other major factions or species, intelligent species left on uh, Earth? Uh, I leave the option open for humans. Uh, they're there, and they roll D20s because they're humans, and mm. they are very difficult to deal with. Um uh, what else? Factions? Um, non-goblins. I mean, there's the robots. There's like some that are like mutated humans that I left behind, trying to kind of be sane, but not really. Uh, let's see, what's in the book about it? Uh, there's the torchbearers I have, which is a cult that follows the uh, Statue of Liberty. And oh, our- right. Yeah, David did mention that. Uh, and I yeah, really they're. Like that. They they are they they all see it and they were heartbroken because clearly a giant beautiful goblin died <laughs> holding a torch and so they like rip the stone off the torch and they light it on fire for her memory and like 
they're pretty chill, except that they like they want things to burn all the time, and because uh, that's what she was obviously doing. Uh, yes, yes. So. She was either a giant who was hit by a gorgon, or like <laughs> they built one of their memory or something like that. But yeah, there's an option I leave in there where um, Nicholas Rage, the uh, like the guy the, the torchbearer, like high burner or something like that, discovers the fake history of the of the truth of the torchbearers, and. Uh, and he needs you to help him reveal the truth to the real- to the world. <laughs> uh, which is what I think uh, Da Vinci Code was about. Or was it? Well, was what's that? Uh, uh, National Treasure or whatever the the one. That was probably it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously pop culture references are uh, part and parcel for something like this. Yeah, misinterpreting things is a very common theme. Yeah. Um. Uh, Anything else we haven't uh, hit on? Yeah, you did mention magic items, actually. We, we didn't really... Uh, we did get uh, a Goblin Tech item in the game uh, that we yeah. played in the uh, the Gopher Doll. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the difference between magic items and Goblin Tech items? They are synonymous. This oh, okay. Goblin Tech is like something special that they find that is beyond their level, um, which could be firecrackers. It could be uh, like a personal robot butler. It could be... Uh, a literal magic sword. Since yeah, yeah, because they stole some things from... Real- from people back in fantasy world so like they have some like dwarven armors on there and uh just like you know stores that shoot fireballs and such mm-hmm. but mostly it's like misinterpreted weaponized gadgets of the future okay uh any particular uh uh because i really like the gopher dog because it was intelligent and would tell like uh, little jokes for us and things mm-hmm. yeah uh, give you a bonus to your laughs yeah yeah uh were there any other uh particular what what, what items did the players like the most during your playtesting uh, let's see. There was the one who played a pup, and he found a electric lute, mm-hmm. just like a one of those uh, wireless guitar kind of things. And oh, he yeah. just was del- delighted by it because he had a fascination with music, and he would like he became the party bard automatically, <laughs> just like just cheering everybody up, making them not panic. And uh, uh, like a flamethrower was one, and one was wow. delighted by that. Yeah, um, just yeah. like fire wand, yes, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Until he used it all up, and then he didn't know what gas was, so he <laughs> gave it to a minion. And was like, "Here, look cool for me." <laughs> look, and, he, cool. and he, the goblin was like, "Yeah, boss, thank you." Uh, so there are rules for minions too, I guess, uh, for commanding NPC goblins and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I leave some crude uh, notes in there. I think about like what your tribe needs to survive, but um, there is a specific item you can get that is another goblin. <laughs> that can be either like a gopher or he can be your club <laughs> like there's rules for wielding for dual wielding goblins in there oh so you don't want to give him to the brute because then you know in a crit like, oh wow yeah i didn't even think about that <laughs> yeah ooh, ooh. Ooh, yeah, just, just like a water balloon yeah. oh. <laughs> or, a, or a fun noodle <laughs> oh, um so, uh, in terms of the Kickstarter, so uh, assuming the project meets, it's about halfway right now as we're as we're recording. It, it'll hopefully be higher by the time I post it, uh, and uh, should make. Uh, what kind of timeline are you thinking in terms of fulfillment uh, and getting this out? Like, how how close is this uh, to being done? Uh, writing wise, we're most of the way there. Um, I'm making some tweaks here and there. I'm waiting for some more playtesting feedback, but mm-hmm. I think I've got the basics all down. Because mm-hmm. uh, one thing I'm definitely finding out is people also aren't super concerned with balance. So I've tweaked the numbers by now on and off, but it doesn't matter terribly because everyone's doing a lot of damage and everyone's mowing through each other. Yeah. But um, 
completion wise, I think uh, Matt's talking like we're officially done in a year. Like that's when he's gonna start setting up PDFs and such. Um, the final PDFs and like the book coming out after that. Yeah, yeah. He, he seems he's got kind of a. Do you have any stretch end. goals? Uh, yeah. Let me double check that because we. I threw a lot at him, and he's kind of like, "Well, that's impossible. That's too expensive and such." <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like if we reach two thousand, just like five hundred over, I do a short story about fifty to hundred pages. Mm-hmm. Um, Three five hundred, we start getting an expansion book that gives campaigns and extra content and stuff like that. I basically release the a bunch of new quests and stories for people, get new characters and such. Okay. Um, Fifty five hundred, we get more artists. We just kind of make everything look prettier and fill it out a little more. Uh, Nine thousand, I do the uh, the lot of lore expansion, mm-hmm. uh, which is I list a hundred items I didn't put in the book and fifty more monsters I didn't put in the book. And uh, oh, okay, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, because hmm? uh, yeah, that's what kind of was like. I had the giant list, and that was Matt was like, "Well, word count, dude." I was like, "Yes, I'm very wordy, I know." And <laughs> these monsters all have backstories and crap. So uh, yeah, yeah. So we kind of like he's like putting like a quarter of that, and then we'll you know expansion book later and. Just give them rules to make monsters instead. Okay. Uh, Sixteen thousand. We actually hire somebody with like an actual voice actor in a studio to do a, a book on tape edition. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I, the fluff stuff. Not the, not they're not reading off like six plus four damage to the face and. Well, sure. Or like that short story you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. That probably tie in there too. Now you mentioned, but uh, and then thirty five hundred. Uh, for that thousand, rather, because that's not even where we're at. But um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thirty-five thousand. We're going to just. I'm going to write an audio drama of like a goblin like learning about <laughs> Goblin House and like his like shitty journals like World War Two style. Like, did you know that we can't die? I just learned we can't die today. My head fell off and they put it back on. Oh, <laughs> uh, what he's is Goblin like, House? Yeah, he's kind of like he's like I was born. I think I was born yesterday. I don't know why I'm here and like because uh, goblins have no memory of the first six months or so of their life, and they don't know where babies come from, which is always being explained in the games I've heard, because they have to be like, look, they don't know where babies come from, they don't have genders that they know about, so let's <laughs> drop that content, guys. <laughs> they don't have love, they barely have friends, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh... Uh, so yeah, he'd be exploring all those factors of why goblins are goblins, how the world is, what all the classes do and such. Okay. Uh, interesting. Well, you mentioned Goblin House, though. Is that a specific thing in the game? Oh, it's their world. Like, oh, oh, okay. That's, that's it's, it's Earth. They okay. found Earth. They were like, oh, man, we're all going to live here, which we call it Goblin House. We're geniuses. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's where goblins are. This is our house now. Parts of it have <laughs> roofs, yeah. Um, all right. There are roofs in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's, uh, so before we go, uh, what, what has been your, can you think of like one particularly memorable encounter or anecdote in that you've uh, had during playtesting? Mm, sort of sure the yes. Spirit of yes. You. Okay. Um, definitely. Uh, and the end of the very first game I ever ran, um, uh, let's see, they, they were, had to go, it was a quest for, it was called a quest for more snacks. They had to go get food. I got the chief gives a map and says, don't go back until you have a lot of food. And, uh, it's a split path at the very end because I didn't, I couldn't decide which is a common theme in my campaigns I write out, but um, split paths and options. But uh, there's like a factory that produced like incorrect clones that they could have harvested because they look and taste like marshmallows. But um, <laughs> instead they went, they said they saw like a fortress and they were like, why is that one intact? Let's go check that out. And uh, 
and they and there's a sniper there the there's a gun he's like hold up he's like be you friend enemy or dave and they all kind of freeze and they all simultaneously go we're Dave. <laughs> he's like, okay, come on in. <laughs> he lets them in. It's a city of cloned goblins because Dave found a cloning machine. <laughs> and they're all Dave and they all just know who they're talking to. And so they're like, oh, well, let, let's let's infiltrate the fuck out of them. Let's go like uh, – one went trading and one went like asking around and then one's like – went to the food supply and was like, oh, Dave said to get all the food. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and he's like, okay. He starts like trading it out and then um, – then Cleese, uh, who I, know, I think is a fan of Dork Nagli. I think he's in with uh, RPBR a little bit. Mm-hmm. But either way, he's like, he was a tamer. He rode a gigantic pig around that was the size of a motorcycle. And somebody was like, well, that's a nice pig you got there. He's like, well, thank you. He's, he's a great pig. And he's like, give it to me. He's like, no, he's my pig. He's like, no, it belongs to Dave. King Dave wants to see it. And he says, I'm King Dave. And he <laughs> And in this perfect spirit of Goblin, the reason I made I kept the D12 round, criticals are pretty common now. <laughs> and he like he, he rolls like a 13 or a 14 out of 12, so he's like, "Oh hell, King Dave!" And they all like fall to their knees, and he's like, "I want my food now." <laughs> and they give him all of their food supply, <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm going for a walk now." <laughs> and he just like walk the front door with all the food, and I'm like, as you close the doors. You hear some guy in a crown say, I said, what? And they're like, run, <laughs> run, 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 run. And like, they all like hightail it back home and they park like a mile out of, out of their village yeah. and eat most of the food themselves until someone sees them. And they're like, fucking give it back. And <laughs> it was like that perfect stupidity gone right accidental anti-climax is just the. That's the spirit, I think. All right. Uh, so yeah, goblins. Stupidity is, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that. Uh, uh, so that's goblins in a nutshell. It's on uh, Kickstarter now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening to this before November 10th, which is when the Kickstarter ends, and uh, you can, ba- I'll, I'll put a link up here in the show notes. Uh, I backed it mm-hmm. myself. Uh, this is not a sponsored episode per se. I just like the game, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, check it out. So sure, sure. we'll uh, talk to you guys next time.